You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Balkan Bread podcast. My name is Amina, and thank you guys so much for being here and listening. We're super excited to just be coming out with another episode, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. So if you've listened to our podcast before, then you know that I'm typically the person interviewing you know, our guests and basically just asking them questions about their career and all kinds of things, just trying to get to learn their story a little bit better. So instead of doing that, I'm actually going to have one of my friends interview me. And I will say this was her idea and I'm going along with it because I think it's a really great one just because whenever I record an episode by myself, I think it's easy to trail off topic and even sometimes leave out things that could be very valuable for someone out there who is listening. Maybe things that to me seem like second nature when starting a business, but other people might want me to kind of expand a little bit more on those topics and things like that. So she basically put together a list of questions for me. I went in and answered them um, last night and then a little bit today. So we're going to go through each question one by one. And the friend that I have with me today on the podcast, she was actually on the podcast before. If you haven't listened to that episode, we posted it back in the fall. I think it was October is what we said. So I'm super excited to have my friend Rissema here and she's going to basically, you know, just not not interrogate me, but ask me a bunch of things that I think are going to be super helpful and interesting for you guys listening. So I'm literally going to just turn it over to you and give you full control basically of the podcast. Okay. Hi, all. This is Rasema. So I actually did reach out to Amina because sometimes I have random spurs of ideas that just come into my head. And I thought, hey, she has this amazing podcast. I think she spends a lot of time focusing on other people. But you know what, we should actually turn the table and focus on her today. I know personally, I have gone to her and asked her questions when I was just starting out with my business. And she's been nothing but helpful. So I know for a fact that if she helped me that she can help other people too. So that's what we're trying to do today is we're just trying to gain some give you some insight into the world of a business owner. (laughs) So should we start? Are you good to go? Yeah, let's do it. Already. Already. So first question, I promise I'm not gonna be too hard on you. (laughs) How does it feel being someone that many current young female Bosnian business owners look to as an inspiration as someone that basically paved the way for us currently to make starting a business at a young age look attainable? You know, with that question, it just really is crazy to think that something that I started has inspired other people to, you know, take this leap of faith and really go after their dreams. So 
it's really crazy whenever people come to me and just say, you know, oh, you inspired me to do this thing or that thing. And the thing is, I don't see every part of everyone's journey. I mean, unless you are messaging me or tagging us in social media, there's a lot of other things that are going on. Just, I don't know, behind the scenes. So kind of reminds me of this quote that I've seen before. And it says, your name is in rooms that you haven't even entered yet. And I think that quote is really beautiful because you never truly know the kind of impact a few simple words can have on someone else's life. So pretty much how it works for me. And this is how I approach social media, just from my perspective and collaborating and just connecting with other people who have also decided to pursue this path of entrepreneurship. So Whenever I stumble upon another female-owned Balkan business on Instagram, I'm just using that as an example because that's typically what I'm using to connect with you guys. Um, I always make an effort to reach out and just let them know that they have my support in what they're doing because in my eyes, it really doesn't matter if you have 400 followers or 4,000 followers, all that matters is that you're doing the damn thing and you're actually going after something that a lot of people are way too scared to do, right? Because it is a scary thing to start your own business. And I think, you know, going back to this whole, I guess, thing of imposter syndrome, which is something that we talked about on that other episode, you know, with having just a low amount of followers or not really knowing what you're doing in the early stages. I think that's okay because we've all been there and I've definitely been there. And I know, you know, a bunch of my other business friends have been there. So I just want people to know, like, you know, it's okay. And a lot of times they're taken aback, like, oh my goodness, this account that I really look up to just commented on my photo. It's as if I didn't even have like two seconds in my day to comment, you know? So I'm not sure how it went with us. I feel like I probably reached out to you or I saw you posting different um, things that you were creating. And I don't know if someone said, oh, you should make it business or I'm not really sure of specifics of what went down, but I remember you sharing different products and scrubs and just things that you were making. And I thought that was really cool and creative and just something that kind of went along with your character and just like who you are as a person. So um, yeah, I think it's really great. I'll stop there. I don't know if you want to have add anything else because my answer is very long. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think you pretty much, I mean, you let us see it in, uh, let us view into your world basically like i know for us it was um i was just starting out you had shared that i was starting a business and that to me like as another business owner who's just starting out was it was like a grateful feeling where it's like man she has she has all these people that are going to see what she's sharing and she took those two seconds of her time to do that and i think that's what hits home is when we share basically our followers by doing so. So I feel like a lot of our small businesses that did come out from the pandemic, I know like we would all talk together in groups and I feel like that sharing the the wealth of social media, that really does help a lot of people. Yeah, it does because you automatically have access to, like you said, you know, your followers, my followers, just this entire network of people. And I think that's what makes social media so great. 
I will say there are definitely problems out there and there's things that I've dealt with just not even from a business standpoint, but just looking on, you know, on my personal account, following people. And the problem with social media is that it often leads us to putting people on this pedestal and just thinking that they're unattainable, thinking that they're so popular and so cool. And, you know, why would these people ever care or talk to me kind of thing, which I never want to come across that way, but I'm just speaking from this world of dealing with influencers and other brands that, you know, are basically painting this perfect picture on social media. So it's really easy to forget that we're all just regular people and it is so easy to make your life look 10 times cooler in a little square grid, which I'm sure you've heard that before, but the same goes for your business too, you know, like you want to produce amazing quality content and you want to have cool photos. And of course you want people to buy your stuff. You know, that's the whole reason you started it. Right. So for us, it's all about, you know, selling the experience of having a little piece of home, but I never want it to be a thing where it's not 100% genuine and meaningful. And I guess right. that goes back to what you were saying with, you know, sharing these smaller accounts and things like that. I don't ever want anyone to feel like just because they're, you know, just starting out or whatever that their business is like worth less than mine or, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it shouldn't be that way. Um, Exactly. And I think that does go in with like the question, like how how you made it attainable for others is because you made it, you helped, like you truly do. Like when you share that kind of, information with a person that's just starting out that feels like okay well maybe I'm not good enough because I don't have 2,000 people following me I mean I don't even have a thousand yet I haven't cracked a thousand but I know I have my following I know I have the people that want my products people that keep coming back so just focus on the grind focus on creating what feels as authentic to you and I mean (laughs) I can guarantee you Amina will be there (laughs) cheering (laughs) you on (laughs) But it actually does flow right into our next question is, so how much do you value when you see a friend support you on social media? Um, Because I know we see other businesses supporting other businesses. That's been a huge trend that I'm so proud of seeing. But now let's talk about people that don't have a business, people that have known you before you ever had a business. Like, how do you feel when you see a friend that supports you that way? It's totally priceless. I don't think you can put a price tag on that when someone, you know, takes the time to share something cool that you're doing. And a lot of times it has to deal with people just kind of feeding their energy. Like they feel your energy. If you're giving out this positive, you know, I don't want to say the word vibe, but you know, just like positive energy out there and really getting people excited. You're truly excited and passionate about what you're doing. Other people are going to automatically feel that same way. And I think that goes hand in hand with getting your friends to share your content and everything that you're posting. But I think it also goes back to, you know, they're doing it because they know that I would do the same for them. And that's just speaking for me and like my friend group, but I've poured my heart and soul into Balkan Bread. And, you know, I think this really has a lot to do with why my friends are so supportive because they've seen all of the behind the scenes of what's going on, you know, especially within these past three years and how hard it's been. I've gone through a lot of different experiences that have shaped me as a person. And so 
they've been there every step of the way, just seeing that. And it's crazy just to give you, I guess, kind of some perspective. I've had friends who aren't even Balkan, mind you, and they'll purchase something from our store just because they, I guess, admire how passionate I am about all of this and really just because they know how much it means to me. So anyway, to sum all of that up, I think it goes to show that if they really are your good friends, they'll continue to support you no matter what. But I'll shift gears a little bit because I know this isn't always the case. And I was just blessed with the great people who are going to be supportive no matter what. But there are still a lot of ways that your friends can support you without, you know, directly like buying something. Now, me, the type of person I am and just supporting other businesses, like I don't even really worry too much about the price of something that I'm buying from another company. Like, you know, mind you, if it's $40 sweatshirt, if it's an $80 hoodie, like to me, it doesn't matter because that's something that person, you know, took the time to create and really craft and it's our people, right? Like we have that connection. And so I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'll support you. I'll buy something like that's no problem. And that's just kind of speaking, I guess, how I am. Um, But I think a lot of people kind of use that as an excuse. And like, I've known people who, as soon as they start a business, their friends and their family, they automatically are like, oh, so you're going to give me like free stuff, right? Like that's the, always the, um, yeah. trust me. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, you, I'm not saying like, don't give them free stuff, but you know, there is a fine line. And I think people that really respect what you're doing, they're going to actually support you. And there's so many different Instagram graphics that have been made that also talk about how you can support your friends' businesses without even buying something, which I think is also good to mention. So this all has to do with social media, obviously. So things like sharing on your story or just reposting or commenting, sending it to someone who you think might like the product, just those little things, those are really going to kind of shift the way for your business. And I think unless you are someone who started a business before, you know, had friends who have started little companies and just different side hustles, or you're in the marketing social media world, then you might not know exactly how all of that works. You might not understand it. You might not be on social media, which I think is also totally fair to acknowledge. And in those cases, I've found that it's best to just explain it in simple terms to your friends. So it could be something as simple as saying, you know, hey, I'm launching a new product at midnight. Would you mind posting this photo and just tagging me on your story real quick? And if they come to you and like question you, which I mean, they totally shouldn't, but you know, whatever, if they're being difficult about it, you can always say, you know, hey, I know you've got some followers who'd be interested and they may have not seen my page or, you know, it really mean a lot to me if you share this. I mean, there's really not much else you can do, but you need to make it super easy for them because if they, you know, aren't going to, if they don't know what to do or they're like, I don't know how to do that on Instagram. Like you could even screen record it and send it to them or something, you know, just making it super simple is really important. And I always say that, you know, if someone can't take a minute to share something that you've put hours and hours of work into, then I would hope that they had a really good excuse for it. And if not, then, you know, those people aren't really your true friends. So 
that's how I look at it. Um, you know, of course, I like to look at everything from different perspectives. So let's just say your friends fall into this category of just not being active at all on social media, which is rare these days, but it's definitely a possibility. I met people there just like ghosts, nowhere to be found, totally okay. I completely respect that. So in these cases, you know, they can help you with things that don't have anything to do with social media. Obviously, there's so many other components to running a business. So maybe it's something as simple as helping you pack orders when you're first starting out or dropping packages off at the post office. I've had friends offer to drive whenever I have like a random video business call in the middle of the day of us like hanging out, which, you know, hasn't happened too many times, but it does happen. (laughs) And so that definitely means a lot to me. And like I said, I think those are the friends who they really see all the cool work that you're doing and they want to help you. So um, just that kind of stuff off camera, I think also helps out a ton. Yeah, I saw um, a post today, actually, strangely enough, that said a celebrity creates an item, a they already make 80 million a year, you have nothing in common with the celebrity, their item is overpriced and you buy it full price. Your friend who lives next door, who you've known your whole life, makes a product and you ask for a discount. And seeing that parallel, like you think about it, but you don't, like when you actually put the two together, it's like, wow, like it, you know, the celebrity has everything and you know you've known me forever so i think seeing that today it's just it's kind of shocking that you know even when i was first starting out i did see those kind of aspects falling in and believe it or not the people that would share my things more were the people i never asked and i could tell those are the ones that genuinely want to see you succeed because they would do it without ever being asked. They just want to support you. And those are the people that you keep around. And that's what I've done. <laughs> so loved your answer to that. I think if I had known that when I had started, I would not have beaten myself up about all the friends that did not share. You can because it's like, and I don't know, it's hard not to take that kind of thing personally, because like I said, it's usually if you're starting a business, it's, I would hope that it's something that you really do care about and um, that you love doing. So it does paint a really good picture of just, you know, people who support you. And like you said, complete strangers, and they suddenly become your best friends, your best customers, right? It's like, whoa, did I really just make something that influence this person, you know, all the way. And I don't even know, like California or Iowa or wherever. I don't know. Idaho. I think there's a lot of things in Idaho. Um, so it, it's just crazy to see that and to think like, okay, and that's when you know you're making something that really matters to people and that people are going to appreciate. It's something that's valuable. And I don't think you should ever forget that and just forget the value that you're putting out there no matter the product so yeah I think um I mean you really said everything that I mean I kind of was feeling like and that's exactly the point of this whole podcast is you're not the only one (laughs) it's gonna happen to majority of people that's just human nature um and since we are talking about not taking it personally you know that does tie into our next question so how has starting your own business and seeing it become as successful as it has that, you know, everyone believes it's successful. How has that affected your self-esteem? 
So do you feel as if you've come out of your shell or do you see yourself feel more affected now? Because now you're, you're under like a microscope. Now you open yourself up to like criticism that you would not have necessarily received if you never started this business. I've always considered myself to be a pretty extroverted person. So the whole getting on Instagram stories and, you know, putting my face out there on camera was never such a big deal to me. But of course, there are other experiences that definitely put me outside of my comfort zone. So I will say this just as a person in general. I mean, you know me and I like to make sure everyone's happy and I can definitely be a bit of a people pleaser in certain cases. And there have been times, even from just a business standpoint, where I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why was I so nice? Like, I didn't have to be that nice, you know? Like, this is my business. Take it serious. Not that I wasn't taking it seriously, but it's like kind of, I don't know. You're overstepping, yeah, like for no reason. And I was just like, why was I doing that? But I think when you're starting out, you want to make sure everything's 100%. And then as soon as something goes wrong, you're like, oh my God, what have I done? I messed something up. You know, I don't know how I didn't account for this before. Like you start just like questioning yourself and it shouldn't be that way because no matter how much you prepare for something, you know, there's bound to be something that goes wrong at some point and you aren't going to know those things until they happen to you. So I think that's where it can be kind of difficult with bulk on bread in general. I definitely knew there would be criticism coming into this whole journey. And that's something that I mentally prepared myself for because you know, you're dealing with all these different nationalities um, from one region of the world and they don't necessarily like each other all the time, right? And you want to make a yeah. brand that suddenly unifies all of them. You know, who do you think you are to do this kind of thing? And so it's really easy to kind of get tripped up in that mentality. But then again, you have to step back and you turn that kind of into a positive way. It's like, okay, who are you to make that? But then again, has anyone else ever attempted to, you know, create something like this? Because everything that I've seen personally in terms of, you know, connecting us to our roots and everything like that has just been automatically categorizing you based on what country you're from, which I mean, of course, there's great foundations out there and things don't get me wrong, but there wasn't really something that was just like unifying everyone and like appreciating all the different cultures. And so I knew there would be, you know, something that would happen. Of course, I'm the type of person where I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was being extremely careful and I didn't want certain nationalities. Like I didn't want anything harmful to be displayed or said about certain things. And so I've learned that people can interpret things very differently. So if I'm ever unsure about posting something, I can't think of a specific example, but just in general, if I'm ever unsure about something, if it's tied to, you know, a historical event or just, you know, something that's kind of a touchy subject for a lot of people, which, you know, we have a lot of those in our culture. I always have a few people look over whatever it is. So if it's a post, if it's a t-shirt design and the reason I do this is that I'd rather have them be honest with me in that moment than receive a bunch of backlash afterwards. And, you know, it's easy to take things personally, but you also have to remember to create this separation between kind of yourself and the business, which is easier said than done. You know, 
it's something that is so close to my heart. So, you know, how do I not take it personally kind of thing? But like I said, you just kind of go back to reminding yourself how, you know, you decided to do it and you actually put in the work to make it happen. You know, a lot of people just talk and talk and nothing ever seems to happen. They just continue to argue with each other. So <laughs> at least you're trying to do something. I mean, that's how I always look at it. And um, let me see. So yeah, just opening myself up to criticism. I think that's just something that comes with time. And I think like not letting my pride get in the way in certain situations. I am a prideful person. So it's like, okay, you know, just take a step back, look at it from everyone's perspective. And it's always like thinking what you could do better, you know, in certain scenarios and things like that. The coming out of my shell aspects and things that you asked me, you know, as a whole, I think it's helped me embrace my Balkan identity while at the same time, not being so ashamed for things that aren't so Balkan about me. Does that make sense? Because I don't know if anyone else is this way, but I've hung out with people who, you know, they're from the Balkans, but they still do very American things, which I'm totally one of those people as well. But that isn't to say that they're like completely forgetting about their culture. You know, they still that's speak the language. Being a part of the, the encore that's in America now, I feel like, I mean, you blend in with your society eventually. I mean, especially for those that, some were born here. What do we expect them to? I mean, if they've never gone back to their country, I mean, all they know is America <laughs> exactly. and what their family tells them. So, I mean, I think that makes logical sense. And I never um, thought anything different about when people embrace both parts, because, I mean, we are Bosnian in America. So right. we are both at the so. end of the day. Exactly. And I think like and then I've also hung out with people who are just so Bosnian and like not in the sense that it's a bad thing. But they just are just like, I'm trying to think of what like picture I could just paint right now. They're so Bosnian. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I can hang with them. Like, that's cool. But here you see, I'm saying y'all, you know, so there's this. There's that's this, how I introduced myself. <laughs> there's this like Southern aspect to my identity. Like I grew up in the South and I know some people are probably going to who's this girl she didn't think she was Balkan if she likes country music or I mean I literally learned how to drive on a pickup truck like I like all kinds of music <laughs> you know just things of that nature like it wasn't really it didn't ever phase me but sometimes I thought it was weird and I thought that I would have to because I'd have friends in so many different social circles and I was just like super confused at one point like you know, do I wear like cowboy boots or do I like go to this Bosnian oh, concert? Like, you could like, do I do podcast <laughs> on this topic? Because I mean, it's like you can't really put all the Bosnian diaspora in a mold because we are going to be the product of our environment. I mean, that's just human nature. Um, I mean, I'm in Florida. I mean, <laughs> we're Georgia. We're right there, buddy. I mean, we're technically not south. I mean, but we're weird down here so. no <laughs> one gets Floridians like Floridians do so <laughs> yeah I loved your answer on that one I think what you said about when you were holding accountability by asking your friends for input by people in that are help your ambassadors for input they say it takes a village to raise a child well if your company is your baby you're gonna have your village so having those people that can hold you accountable that can be like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't, you know, do that. You know, maybe something about this is, is going to get interpreted wrong. 
I see nothing wrong with that. I think that's the smartest thing you can do in this situation because you, like you said, it's a controversial topic to where you're having all these Balkan countries in one store, basically. And you're offering all these different countries a piece of home. And, you know, I think it's all noise. You continue to make products that are making other people happy. And if that brings you joy at the end of the day, I don't see why that's a problem. You can tiptoe around certain aspects as much as you want, but you know, at the end of the day, you are the business owner, it's your baby. So I think you take all the right means you need to, to get to your end solution um, when you decide to post what you post. So it's all noise, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> love that, love that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and I think that's something that, you know, it's, it's gonna constantly be there. Like you can't just, and it's not to say that I'm ignoring certain issues or different things. I mean, if you follow us, like you've seen me post all kinds of things in regards to right. all different nationalities. And that's something that I want to continue to do. And I want to continue to make friends in all of these different circles and learn more about their culture and, you know, different things like that. So definitely. Right. Right. And, you know, um, when that kind of ties into our next question, too. So when all that noise does settle. How does being a business owner affect your love life? So how do you find time when you're done making your products, when you're done making your social media content at the end of the day? How has it affected your love life? Do you find yourself too busy? Um, do you think you can add someone else to the equation? Like, is there just too much on the plate? So, I mean, go ahead. It's up to you. <laughs> I think this is the most um, personal question that you're probably going <laughs> But you know, Ritsama, that's that's a great question, and I should probably answer it because I know there's people that are probably sitting in their car or sitting, I don't know, somewhere with their headphones in, like turning it up now. They want to hear this part. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it, it's a difficult question to answer. Um, but pretty much, I think the answer that we all want to hear is that you know, being a business owner, it really shouldn't affect your love life. But you know, in certain aspects, it can. And I think that's with any job, you know, anyone who is working so many hours and, you know, traveling all the time for work and things like that, it's going to affect your relationships, whether you like it or not. So, um, you know, not in a crazy or extreme way, but I'm a busy person. And I don't think I could date someone who doesn't have their own thing going on for them as well. So this isn't to say that they have to have their own business. And I think it probably shouldn't be that way for me because I think we would just drive each other insane. I feel like it would either work really well or it would just be a train wreck. I don't know, <laughs> just because there's so much going on. And anyway, you don't have to own your own business. Like that's not, you know, that's, that's just another aspect. That's just another thing in your life. Right. But you have to have something that you're truly passionate about. You know, it can be volunteering for this organization or, you know, I don't even know, just something like gotta have something because what happens is you don't have that thing. And I've seen friends in relationships where, they're the ones who are very driven, very independent, going after things. And then their significant other is just like, when are you coming? Can we do everything 24 seven together? It's just like, I don't think I could do that. Like I need my space and I want to be with someone who is going to respect that. And I'll respect their space as well. You know, it, it's just one of the components of having a relationship, but 
For me personally, um, the biggest turn on is just seeing someone who is very driven and motivated to succeed, someone who makes an impact on other people's lives in the process. There's so much magic behind that. And I like to think that I'm doing that now. And whenever I see someone else doing it, I'm like, hell yeah, this is amazing. You know, I want to support you, whatever you're doing, even if it's not in a romantic sense, but I'm just saying, you know, this is great because I found in my experience, a lot of guys are all talk and no action. And that just doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, like actually going after things they want in their life, that type of. Oh, yeah, sure. That's what I thought. Anyway, I just know that it's not going to work and being busy. You know, I don't have time to just like waste essentially i want to give everyone a chance but you know if i sense that there's no connection it's just not happening you gotta you can't you have to respect that person's time too this is how i look at it so you just gotta let them know and you gotta kind of move on from that so i guess you could say that i'm far from traditional in the sense that i don't really have a problem with making the first move on a guy i feel like life's too short not to go after what you want and you know if it turns out to be what you thought it would be that's great and if not that's okay too the thing is is like there's so much pressure that's put on us just the world that we live in and i guess you could say to a point our culture as well to find that person at a young age and you know have this beautiful relationship and all these different things and whenever people talk about it you know i'm i guess referencing like older people in our lives that we look up to, you know, it's like, okay, they're talking about it as if it's something that sometimes we can control. And like, we're suddenly, we're going to go to this place, we're going to meet this person, this is what's going to happen. Here's a timeline. And it's just like, what the heck? That's not how it works. And so when you're a business owner, your mind is always like, okay, I have this thing, I want to turn it into this. So let me make a list. This is what's going to happen. And it doesn't work that way when you're dating someone at all, because you have no control over how that person's going to act, how they're going to treat you, you know, what's going to happen. Take that with a grain of salt. But I think I've definitely put a lot of pressure on myself in the past to find that person. And, you know, it kind of goes back to that point that I just made. So, you know, we can control how often we decide to call this guy or, if we're going to show up on the date or whatever, but we really can't control when that person comes into our life. You know, it's not something that you can make a list for or a plan. It just happens out of the blue. It's cliche. I know everyone says it, but that's just what happens. So sheer happenstance. And then I can add some insight to that because I, I've been in a relationship for five years now, almost. And I started my business back in August and For anyone listening that's like, I really want to start a business. I don't have much time in my day. I want to add it in. I mean, for me, I think the hardest has been the times that are the best times to make promotional sales, like during holidays. But those are also the best times to go on vacation, the best times to go see your significant other. And especially in my case, since I'm long distance, um, if I do visit, it's not for a day, it's for a weekend or it's for five days. So I think what most people will find is you have to find your own balance. There are some holidays that I go all out for. um, And there are other holidays that I'm a little more like backed off on. 
because I'm like, I know I won't be there to make marketing products, to make sales, to create content. So I'm going to step back a little. So for anyone wondering, it's not easy, but if you truly love something, your business and your significant other, you'll find a way to make it work. (laughs) Right. And I I think too, you know, you can, and it doesn't always happen this way, but you can plan that stuff out, right? You know, you can do things in advance and whatever. So everything's scheduled. You don't have to worry. And I don't want anyone to ever think either that I'm the type of person where I'm always just like working at, you know, certain times. I think this past year, especially kind of taught me how to really create that boundary and just value that time with, you know, my friends and my family in person and just getting away from social media, getting away from the business and everything like that. Because as much as I do love it, it's really important. Like, you know, those are the people that should come first in your life. And so definitely don't drive yourself crazy. I think you're significant other and you know anyone else who's close to you in your life should be supporting you like we talked about earlier you know they'll understand if it's really something that they can see you really care about they're gonna probably help you and support you and be like you know it's okay like I'll let it slide or how can I help you do this thing or whatever it might be I think um you know you do need that support around you if they supported you before you had this business, they'll support you during, they'll support you after. Those are the people that you keep around. Exactly. Um, and if they're like, who are you to start a business? Oh, man. Um, so, you know, is this something that you would continue for the rest of your life? Do you see yourself being the CEO of Balkan Brit for, for the rest of your life? At this moment in time, as we're recording this episode, my answer is absolutely yes, because I see this becoming something so big and we've just completed our third year of business, but I still feel like we're in the beginning stages. And I think it's really those first five years are very crucial when you're building out your company and then it's going to make it so much easier to scale on the next five years and things like that. So for me, um, yes. And it's kind of a scary thing because it's like you ask someone, oh, are you going to do that thing for the rest of your life? And they might completely change what they're doing. Like I literally, I talked um, with this guy on the phone and basically we were talking about how he had transitioned. Like he literally made this like last minute kind of call in his life. So he was playing um, professional basketball, playing for like prestigious universities here, went to play in Switzerland, played for Bosnia national team, like all this stuff. And then he completely switched gears and decided to pursue a career in healthcare. Um, his sister was diagnosed with leukemia. And so that like completely just shifted everything for him. So he, you know, completely change careers kind of thing. So I don't know, maybe something like that will happen. Who freaking knows? I mean, hopefully not, but you, you know, just never know. I think everyone's life can be a 180 and whatever, but with all of that aside, I definitely think that this is something that I've always wanted to do. And I wake up feeling really excited, like, Oh, I want to work on that. I want to do that. And I think that's the kind of feeling that you should have, because if you're, you know, dreading waking up, going to a job or just a certain situation and things like that. I mean, there comes a time where you have to really 
listen to your intuition and decide what you want to do. Do you want to stay in that situation or do you want to find a way to leave? Because there's a fine line, like, okay, let's just say, you know, we're in college, you don't want to go to class kind of thing, but you're just making excuses like not to go to class. Like that's like, you should go to class type of thing. But let's say later on you're waking up and you're going to this job, but you're absolutely miserable. And you're just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? My mental health is suffering. I need to find something else. I don't even look forward to, you know, anything anymore. And that's like terrible, but you know, I've been through that. I know other people who have been through that. And I think it's about finding those things that you really care about. And that's, what's going to propel you forward in the future and just doing, you know, what you actually want to do. So I think, yeah, I mean, for now, yes. Uh, who knows what it's going to turn into? <laughs> who knows? We might look back. We might look back on this podcast, like, you know, three, four years later and just be like, what in the world? Or we'll be like, wow, we didn't even know, like, what was coming? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, yeah, I think that's a great answer. Um, I think what you mentioned where, like, if you're miserable and you're not wanting to do anymore, I think that's what separates a job and a career. Is a job is when you got to do. Right. Because you make ends meet. A career is something you love doing. And you want yourself to do that for the rest of your life. And I think, you know, based on how much you talk about Falcon Bread, how much you love it, like, I mean, I would love to see this going forever. I think like you have a beautiful thing here. It's the first time I've ever seen a business like this, this uh, fashion and lifestyle, like cultural community kind of thing. And I think it's wonderful, but also we don't know what's coming ahead. We don't know. You I mean, maybe in five years, we can look back and be like, oh, hey, um, didn't see that coming, did we? Yeah, maybe maybe I'll end up like selling this company. I don't know. I mean, who, who really knows? <laughs> like, I don't know. We can only do what we've got right now. So exactly. got to make the best out of it. And I think you're doing that. And, and going on, like, you know, let's say five years from now. So at what point do you think you can say, yeah, I've made it? This is exactly what I wanted to be. This is exactly how I envisioned it. Everything that I thought I could ever want and need, it's happening right now. Like what would have to happen for you to say that? I've always envisioned it being where every single member of the diaspora has a little piece of home in their closet and there's millions of us. So we've definitely got a long way to go, but that's kind of how I put it in my mind because I think just answering this question I feel like my answer would change if you were to ask me every year like what would it be you know if you asked me a couple of years ago it might be oh it would be being on the Bosnian news or something and that's something that recently happened last year and now I'm like (laughs) (laughs) so what's next kind of thing and that can be a great thing. It can also be a little bit um, detrimental just because you're then putting pressure. It's like, okay, what's the next big big thing that I'm going to do? Like, what's that next thing going to be? And so I think right now, you know, obviously focusing on still reaching as many people as we can. I think there's still more work to be done there and just connecting everyone and having these different 
communities within Balkan bread as well. And right now, like one of my things is to do pop-up shops. So this is something I wanted to do in 2020. Of course, that dream, it didn't totally die. It's being revived <laughs> right now. But it's on hold, like everyone else's. Yeah. So, I mean, a pop-up shop, that's just like a temporary kind of retail experience that you're creating for people. And I've been to a couple of them before, just like various brands. And I always thought it was really cool, not even just because of the product that was there, but because of the experience and just everything that they created. Um, like I used to work at Aerie. I talk about this a lot. And I went to one they had, I think they were basically doing it at different universities, just coming in with this. The way they did it was like a truck of some kind, and they just turned it into like a you know store, which is cool. But it can be other various forms. And so they actually had like one of the airy models there, um, Iskra Lawrence. And so I got to meet her and I was like, whoa, this is so cool. And so I remember that and kind of just not to say that I'm Iskra Lawrence or anything like that, but creating those experiences for people, I think is super important because that's what they're going to remember. And I've already had people message just saying, like, I just posted polls asking, like, do you guys feel comfortable, you know, going to a pop-up shop? And a lot of people said yes. And they were like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I can't wait to come, like, with my kids and my husband. I was like, okay, great. Like, bring them all. Bring the whole family, please. So, so yeah, I mean, I think just going back to your question, it really just changes over time. But having something in everyone's homes, like, cool is that to say that something you made is in someone else's house in like Sweden like what yeah it goes back to what you said is your name is in rooms that you've never entered so like that quote when you said that I was like oh man like that hit me I was like dang that's a good that's a good quote and I mean yeah literally literally I I saw it I think on Instagram a long time ago and I was like that made me think it really did (laughs) keep it in the files (laughs) for sure for sure so I mean you share a lot of like the positives and I think most of us do because that's that's what people want to see is they want to see all the good things that happen to a business owner all the happy moments when you reach a number of sales a number of following count those are things that like we aspire to gain but I don't think we talk enough about the negative sides because there are some, I mean, nothing in life comes easy. Um, and especially when you have your own business, there's so many obstacles you can come into like force with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can just share, like, what are some ugly things that you've seen the uglier side of being a business owner? Because, you know, most businesses do fail within the first year. Here you are three years later, you're still kicking butt. Um, didn't know if I could curse on here or not, but okay. yeah, I think I curse. <laughs> you can still you're still kicking butt, and you're still successful. So just share so we can get like a glimpse of it because we need to be more realistic sometimes. Because I remember I ran into my first obstacle, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this isn't supposed to happen to me." And then I spoke to some other business owners. They're like, "Girl, that's normal," and I'm <laughs> like, "Oh, I wish I knew that." <laughs> Wait, what was your what was your first obstacle, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, that's no worries. I've shared it on social media too. Cause I, you know, I always felt like, you know, I don't see enough of the negative and like I shouldn't feel the way I'm feeling. So for me, um, my products, a lot of them are in glass. And USPS has a strong hatred for me. Most of my products, even though I put fragile on them, 
they're because they're made of glass. If they're not handled correctly, they will shatter. And I've wrapped them four times in bubble wrap. I have made them as safe as I could. And somehow, believe it or not, they end up broken. So I'm not sure if USPS plays uh, soccer with some of the packages, but um, that was my first obstacle. I remember I cried so much because I'm like, I feel so bad because like, I just felt awful. Like this person is buying for the first time from me. And it was when I first launched my glass containers because I had metal tin containers starting off. When I launched the glass ones, it broke. And my heart just like, my heart shattered when the package wow. shattered. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was for me, my first obstacle. And yeah. of course I shared that because I felt like, you know, I didn't see enough of like the things that go behind the scenes. So I know I would have loved to have had this podcast when I was starting out. So just, if you want to go ahead, just share some, some things that you can see other businesses running into possibly. Yeah, I mean, and I think I even, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I recorded an episode, like, maybe a year ago. It was, like, the biggest mistakes I made or something. But, of course, I'm, like, failing to remember what I said in that episode. No, it, it's funny. When you first asked this, my first thought ran into, like, shipping issues, too, which is kind of funny because I think if shipping is the biggest problem that you have, like, with your business, like, you know, and it's something that is out of your control to a certain extent, then I think you're okay. (laughs) Like you're not having these major, like, I don't know, legal issues and different things like that. Um, That can be a whole other, you know, kind of ball game and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, you said having things break in transit. I've had that happen before, like with the mugs that'll happen. And I mean, as long as they send you a picture, you can you can either like I mean it doesn't really work very well like filing a claim with USPS and all that like if package gets lost or you know things of that nature. Um, I always just you know customer service is number one, especially any business, but especially if you're a small business. So like if something does break, they get the wrong size. You know, I've even had it to where like the manufacturer that I was using this is embarrassing they like printed something that wasn't even like our design at all on the back of like the shirt oh no and I was like oh it was awkward and I remember the customer sent me a picture or something I was like I don't know he's like no it's cool like he was very understanding and everyone's been understanding I mean I've only had maybe I don't know if I've ever had anyone that's been like malicious in the sense that I'm gonna come after you if you don't send me this or do this and neither have I I, and I'm very grateful for that because I don't know how I could I'm I feel like I'm like so um what's the word I'm just I would be like okay have it take it take whatever you want like like, go ahead you can have it Yeah, I, I I always honor, like, if something does go wrong, like, I always send a new product, like, or a refund or something, you know, whatever it might be, because you can't just leave that person hanging. Like, that's right, not, right. It's you're, not still, right. you're still opening up the door for future transactions and future, like, relationship with that customer. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, customer service is everything, especially when you're a small business owner, because yeah. we're already, like, below, <laughs> we're already limited because of all these big corporations it's like what do we have what can we have that they basically don't have majority of the time and that's customer service and that's that family type feel like if you're a customer you're part of the family so 
Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. And and to your point, like the whole thing, I've even had things go wrong with customers and I'm like, oh man, that sucked. You know, like they're probably not going to buy again, you know, and then they like buy again and again. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, everything's cool. Like, sorry, your mug broke. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, all's good. So so it's really any problem that you come across, it's about how you handle it and just going to find a solution, even though a lot of times that solution isn't going to be super apparent and visible and easy to kind of, you know, decipher the problem and what's going on and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, you'll have hiccups here and there. You might send things to the wrong address. I've done that before. Um trying to think what else yeah packages can get lost and then you know people happened are... to me today yeah oh, happened to me oh today. that's all I had, yeah i had someone reach out she's like hey how long does it take for something to ship out like and i'm like um not that long like let me check and i sent it to usps 11 days ago she has her tracking number and it says it hasn't arrived to usps and so i go today and i'm like yeah, what's going on? Where's my stuff? They're like, um, we have no record of that. And I'm like, uh, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in those cases, I always like remind, I'm like, okay, step back. You are not Amazon. You are not, <laughs> you know, the person going and delivering it. And so I think sometimes you have to be super transparent with your customers. Like when COVID was happening, that was a thing. Like, everything was so delayed and it was so frustrating because it would take i mean almost a month i think to get certain packages which it should not be that way at all but luckily i was informed of that you know right from the very start and i just knew that it would suck but i didn't want to like hide that from people because the last thing you want happening is like when you order something and then you don't have a you know some kind of benchmark of when it's going to arrive um yeah, you gotta let people know. I remember. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember your emails. I'm I'm on your newsletter, oh, yeah, yeah. and I remember you had the email topic. You're like, "Hey, packages may arrive a little later," and I mean, as a, from a customer standpoint, like I love knowing that ahead of time. You know, so if I were to order something, I didn't I didn't think I'd get it within the week if I really needed it for something. So, yeah. I mean, the pandemic is its own. <laughs> you could have a whole <laughs> podcast on that whole thing. Um, Right. It, it has created some kind of like issue mm-hmm. that for most business owners, like we really just, there's nothing we can do about it. Right. So yeah. all you can do is what you can do. So. Yeah. Just, just be open and be honest. People will value that, you know, so much. And, you know, if they're not happy about it, at least you were honest from the get go. So. Correct. Yeah. So then have you ever had days in which you simply just feel like too overwhelmed? You just close the computer. You just sit at the couch. You're just like, I can't do it today. Like, this is too much. I just need a break. Like, have you ever ran into that kind of day? Because I know I have for sure. Like, this is way too many orders because I'm hand make everything. So I'm like, I can't I can't deal today. I need to go have my coffee. Mm -hmm. So has that happened to you? This whole idea of being productive 24-7 and just, you know, you see them on YouTube. I don't know if you're on YouTube a lot, but I'm always watching other people's vlogs and just videos about their lives and stuff. And they're like, my productive 5 a.m. morning routine. 
<laughs> I, I see, you know, I start watching them and I'm like, oh, it sounds really good. Like, I can do that. I can do that. Let's do it. Let's do it, you know. And of course, setting the multiple like 10, 12 alarms, <laughs> like just not, nothing's really like, what the heck? It's seven o'clock. Like, I haven't woken up. And then you start to, you know, beat yourself up about it. And you're just like, oh my God, I've lost out on so much of the day, blah, blah. This is a very extreme scenario that I'm putting out here. But, you know, it was a really real thing because there was this time where I was under the perception that, you know, I had to wake up at a certain hour in order to accomplish a certain amount of things and make a certain amount of money in a day, like just very like rigid expectations. And I think, you know, maybe that works for certain people and depending on your career and your job and whether or not you have a steady paycheck and stuff. But being an entrepreneur is not like that at all. It's totally different. And I think that's why it's great because you can shape your own day and just be like, okay, it's so what I'm doing today. That can be a great thing. It can be a terrible thing because you can be like, oh, well, I really just, like you said, want to close the computer and do nothing. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes doing nothing is the best thing that you can do for yourself because what happens is when you are stressed, when you feel like, oh my God, I have all of these things to do or why am I not doing, you know, I don't know, these Facebook ads or just like finding little things that you're like, what the heck? I haven't done that. Oh my God. And just freaking out. And there's no use in doing that. Of course, there's different ways to deal with it. You know, being organized is one of them, setting different reminders for yourself. And just, you have to have a lot of self-discipline for sure, because you don't have someone who's like, Hey, did you do that thing? And it's like, if you didn't, you know, too bad. Like, you don't have that person over you. Like you are that person for yourself. That's yourself accountable. Of course. And I mean, eventually, like over the years, you know, starting to like build a team and things like that, you'll have people, you know, there to hold you more accountable. But let's just say, you know, working whatever by yourself the majority of the time. And so, yeah, there have been days, but what ends up happening is you have all of these things you want to do, whatever, and I'll start doing them and it'll be like, you know, super late at night or whatever, just random hours. And I'm like, you know, I'm so tired. Why am I doing this? Like, this is going nowhere. (laughs) Like, you know, what have I done? Like kind of thing. And, you know, in that it's learning that you're just putting this like stressful and like, just really, I don't know, not good. I keep talking about energy, but like, (laughs) seriously, you're being stressed and you're operating on this huge level of stress and everything. And so whatever you end up creating isn't going to be your best, you know, version kind of you need to recharge eventually like you need to detach recharge and then the inspiration will come back because i mean no one can run on empty that long and if you have nothing to feed in like if you have nothing to take from if you're that depleted of energy that depleted of the will to even you know get at the computer and do any kind of business related work then i mean i don't think it can be expected from us to do our best work because we're feeding from nothing but, you know, that's what I do. I detach. I'm like, you know what? Um, I need the day off. And then the next day I get a new idea. Right. And all it was getting a second for myself. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I think many people relate to that because I feel like we're told that to get this American dream, you need to be very productive. You need to meet all your quotas, you know, basically all your aspirations, the goals that you set for your day. 
And at what point, like, can we just sit and we're like, okay, you know, to heck with it. Like, I need the day off. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, you got to do that. You do. And I have this problem. Something that I was really just like struggling with, I guess, in the first like two years of doing this is thinking that I have to be go, go, go all the time. And uh, yeah, I like to be busy. I like to have plans and have all this stuff going on. And so, yeah, it's embarrassing to say, like, it would be hard for me to relax and just chill out without being like, oh, well, you know, I could be brainstorming this thing for my business. Kind of, it's like, no, you don't have to do that. You know, like you can actually do nothing. And it's a great thing because, you're blocking out everything else that's going on. Easier said than done sometimes, right? But, you know, it's right. really important to have that time for yourself. Even if you have to schedule it in your calendar, do what you have to do. Because like you said, once you recharge your batteries, you come back into it with a fresh perspective and a new mindset and outlook. And sometimes you have to get away to realize, you know, why you started doing this in the beginning and why you're so excited and passionate about it. So, for sure. There have been days, you know, take a step back. It's okay. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know, you can still be productive without waking up at 5 a.m. <laughs> Definitely do not have to do that. You really don't because once you start creating different schedules, and I've tried all kinds of different routines just to see what works for me, you're going to find the, those hours of the day when you're the most productive and when you get the most things done. So like, for me, it's definitely, and I think for a lot of people, it's like in the morning, either very early in the morning or like late afternoon. I have no idea why, but in the morning, I guess it's because, you know, you're, I guess, a clean slate, you're refreshed, you're inspired, whatever. And then later on in the afternoon, it's like, okay, you've gone through most of the day. You might just, I sometimes just give myself time to like, search on Pinterest for new ideas or just do things that aren't necessarily like, you know, edit this podcast, fulfill this order, like those types of things. Just have like creative time, just kind of go on, see what's out there, what kind of new marketing trends are going on, stuff like that. So, so yeah, there's a lot of things you can do just to deal with that. But yeah, feeling overwhelmed is like totally normal and it happens with any job that you have. So you just have to learn how to deal with it and see what's best for you. Right. Because I know for me, like you said, you're like more of a morning person. I could never be that. Props to yeah. you. Um, mornings are not my friend. <laughs> but the issue is that I have to be in the morning. You know, you have to go to work. We have to wake up. So what happens is this kind of, I think it's called revenge sleep. And you can't fall asleep at night. Because you have so much FOMO from the day mm -hmm. that it's like your, your hours were taken up by everybody else. Mm -hmm. So you want some time to yourself where it's no one's going to distract you. No one's going to disrupt your peace. So those are usually either extremely early in the day because there are night owls or that's extremely late in the night because there are people that go to bed early. So I think when you're a business owner, it's just figuring out which one works for you. Because I could never be a morning person. I, I don't think 5 a.m. exists. So uh. <laughs> yeah, well, 5 a.m. is really extreme. Like, And I also think about the prior to the pandemic and everything, just what it was like, you know, you were talking before we were started reporting about, you know, working two jobs and things like that. And I think that's apparent, like for a lot of the diaspora and just you're going to school, you're probably working full time 
like doing an internship or something like that's pretty normal for that's, us that's, right? yeah that's exactly yeah. my situation yeah. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I worked two jobs yesterday 14 hours um i'm an intern student as well as a college student so on top of juggling a business so you know we barely get a break right. <laughs> so if we have the chance to like let ourselves have one take it <laughs> just take it right well yeah and it's like i would wake up at whatever 6 a.m get ready for work like commute like an hour like over an hour to work work there till like 4 4 30 go to the gym drive home eat dinner it's probably like 7 7 30 and then you know work on Balkan bread and go to bed like that was my life for a year <laughs> so it's just crazy to see like I don't know the difference and sometimes I would be like what the heck I used to wake up so early I used to be able to have all this energy and do all this stuff but you also have to remember that you know 2020 affected everyone and we're all kind of even now I feel like everyone that I talk to and just even me too like we're not 100% ourselves all the time like you can't be there's no way there's so much craziness going on and so I think you have to be patient with yourself too and just be like it's okay you know that's something I'm learning because like I said relaxing is a hard thing because I'm always like how do I make this thing happen? And how do I do this? And I'm like, other people aren't like this. You know, they just go to their job and come home and watch Netflix. <laughs> like, that's not what this is. But plot twist, we're all like yeah. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. But, yeah, I mean, man, I mean, I'm thinking about all the questions we asked it. And it's like, you gave so much insight into your world. You know, and like I, I know I appreciated it, and I know other people appreciate it. If there's anything else, you know, that like you want to add, go ahead, because I feel like anything at this point that you would share would help someone. And I think you know that that's the whole takeaway from this podcast is you're never alone. Trust me, everyone else is going through it. So go ahead, the floor is yours. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, oh gosh, what would I say then? I guess if you're ever in doubt of you know, how to do something or like just one little component of a business, if that's what's really tripping you up, just do research and find people who are already working in that kind of industry and doing what you want to do. So if that means if you're making clothes, you know, going and talking to clothing manufacturers and learning about different printing techniques. I mean, there's always something to be learned. Like just now when I got these sweatshirts made, like the um manufacturer I was using the guy was like teaching me so much about printing that I didn't know and just like certain products and how you know certain sweatshirts can be pigment dye and just like all the specific stuff so I think there's always something to be learned and being open and willing to learn and really becoming an expert at what you're doing is ultimately what you should strive to do because that's so important. Any type of job career that you're doing, like even when I was just doing social media management, I would always be, you know, watching these different YouTube videos or reading articles about certain trends or, oh, Instagram just came out with this, you know, this is what it means and stuff like that. So I think, you know, educating yourself is really important. I'm not saying you have to go and, and people probably laugh, but like at my school, it's pretty funny, like in college, so I took entrepreneurship, like we had a class literally called Entrepreneurial Mind on my senior year. And at that point, I was almost done with my marketing classes. But literally, 
I think there was one point where I was like, what if I changed my major to entrepreneurship? Because I was just super, you know, into it, whatever. Obviously, that didn't happen because that would have been a huge financial mistake. But, you know, you don't even have to necessarily like if you didn't go to college or whatever, if you're still in college, there's so much that you can learn online. There's all kinds of things, free resources, literally YouTube literally um you can google anything i know this sounds super basic but i'm totally serious and you know don't let that stop you from starting something like even if people are like oh well you know you're gonna not do good at this thing or what you know you, you can prove those people wrong if you really or you say that. That. yeah that determination and people might not take you seriously when you first start out and i, I think that's okay i mean like when i first started out i definitely had people that were like, you know, oh, you just graduated. And of course I had a lot going on. Like I lost my dad and yeah, that was main thing really in starting the business. And people are like, oh, well, when are you gonna like get a real job? And I'm like, I don't know, like I'm still like grieving, <laughs> like what the heck? But I was still doing this, you know, I wasn't just sitting back and doing nothing. And I thought it was really cool. You know, I had people tell me it was cool. So I thought, you know, I'm super cool, <laughs> some kind of thing. And then to have someone who's like, oh, that's what you're doing. You know, that's so cute. But my daughter, you know, she's an accountant. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, why does this matter? You know? <laughs> don't, don't compare yourself and don't let other, you know, people's parents like compare you to their kids. I think that's so messed up. Everyone's on a completely different path. And that's like an extreme example, but, um, I know that can be a thing, and yeah, you can just tell I'm a CEO. <laughs> so anyway, I guess that's probably a good stopping point. I don't know if I keep talking, I'm just like, blah blah blah. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything else you want to say, I don't even know how to end it. So <laughs> okay, okay, that's okay. I can wrap it up. Um, well, thank you so much, Rosema, for asking me all those questions and for uh, messaging them to me and just having the idea. Um, I think it was really great. I'm glad you liked it. I mean, I know for sure I did. I know. I hope that I'm not the only person that really got some ex some insightful information from this. Definitely, definitely. I'm excited to just go back and listen, edit this episode and have it published and everything. Um, if you guys are listening and if you're a business owner, as we're talking all about business, or if you just have a really cool story that you want more people to hear, definitely send us an email. It's hello at balkanbread.com with the subject line podcast. And we can set up a little phone call, just an intro call, just to kind of get to know you a little bit better. And then schedule an episode recording. So it's super fun. I'm a pretty open book. So we can literally talk about anything. If you're, you know, shy about sharing your story, don't be. <laughs> That's the whole point of the platform. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you on our next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.